0: Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 93. A very good and interesting episode today, travelling to a different continent. I'll introduce our guest in a minute. Last week, we uh, spoke to Justine, uh, a butcher in England, um, on Instagram as Rack of Glam, speaking about different challenges coming into butchery as a female, uh, speaking about our battles with ADHD and the fact she's now found that sort of right career path. Next week, we're speaking to Thorfinn Armstrong. If you have any questions about research and development tax credit maybe tax relief that you could find for your business maybe free up some money he is the man to speak to so that should be a, a, one of those probably conversations that i have no idea what's happening um so yeah if there's any questions about that give us a shout but today we are traveling to cameroon and um, well, we're not traveling i'm still sat in scotland unfortunately i'm sure it's, it's much nicer in cameroon weather wise at the minute and um, we have henry bung as our guest today henry would you like to say hello
1: Hello, hello to everyone listening to
0: us. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2Cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene, in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry such as myself. So thank you to A-Plan Rural for that. Looking forward to this, looking forward to this. I always sort of like to hear what goes on in different countries, especially different continents. because it's such a totally different climate. Um, so, yeah, look, looking forward to that. Henry works for Fundum Farms. And if I've said that wrong, I apologize. I'm sure you'll correct me. Uh, which is a, a sort of community group um, looking at producing food for, for the local area. So Henry, could you tell us, tell us just a bit about yourself? Who, who is Henry Bump? <laughs> OK, well,
1: thank you. Welcome to everyone listening to us. We are actually in Cameroon, yes? And yep. um, this is uh, the Western Highlands of Cameroon, which is a yep. little bit of savanna and it's rain and yeah. So I'm Henry Boone, uh, a logistics and supply chain specialist by training. So I've done a lot of jobs with uh, mining companies, with telecom companies, and personal with agriculture. So we're taking it up. That's where Fungum Farms actually is born.
0: <laughs>
1: right, okay. So, so yeah. were, you, were you involved in starting fungum Farms? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually involved from the start, that's in 2016, when we started on our, you know, it started like a like an idea of doing something and we've grown up to this. It's actually I and R. The I and R you know, company is the parent company. Yep. So, private limited company comes in with a vision, and then get just the whole community involved. And now, fungum Farms actually means farms in Fungam Subdivision. That's like a constituency, Fungam Subdivision.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was I was looking at your website, and the amount of things that you guys is doing is brilliant. I mean, it's it's not just food production. You're you're looking at sort of baking. You're looking at everything. Could could you tell us a bit about what for what you guys are doing, because it seems like there's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely we have a lot. We started in 2016 with uh palm, so we actually produce palm oil, and uh-huh. it's already on the market. It's bottled already, so there's good. So locally sourced palm oil, but carefully packaged. It's not like in the plastic bottles and every stickers coated everything. So we have good supplies of that. The second product that we have is the famous potato bread. Uh, this this, this, this vision, it just came out in 2018 that we could actually transform potato into flour because I've had with uh, uh, the Natural Resources Institute uh, they training in Uganda and Tanzania trial session with transforming potato into flour. So that's what we actually enumerate here. From 2020, we have potato that is used locally, like to feed pigs and uh, feed other livestock. We actually bring it onto table, like a delicious, like a delicacy, like getting cookies, getting fries, and getting bread. So we actually just changing the landscape, using what we have locally to improve its uh, life it's still alive or something, give it an added value. That's how we started with the sweet potato that you'll find on our website as well. And now when the Ukraine, with the crisis in Ukraine, mm-hmm. when the crisis in Ukraine popped up and the, the price of flour as well uh, skyrocketed, we ventured more into cassava. So now we can produce potato flour, we can produce cassava flour, yeah. How, well. how does how does and first
0: off on Twitter, if, if you're listening to the podcast, check out Condom Farms on Twitter. There's some fantastic stuff. I mean, the, the bread looks amazing. Um, but how does how does uh, how does bread from cassava compare to that of bread from wheat? Is it still as nice or?
1: Well, I think it, it, it's it's uh, when you force the bread that we make from potato. Is far more healthier to consume than wheat flour, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. So it's a local produce, but it's of high value for food. You know, basically, you understand Fungum Farm is more about food security and sustainable development. So, so, if food security simply means the right quality of food and the right amount for the people needed, like with potato you can get vitamin a you can get pop kids okay, you can get energy drinks before the flower as well so it, it's it's uh, it's all about adding value to a local product you know creating wealth. yeah but that, that's
0: important that that creates jobs for those involved and yeah there's there's a there's a knock Um, the so, so you, you're growing wheat, you're growing uh, potato, cassava. What, what else has been grown on the farm?
1: What we grow on the farm, we have, we have uh, like I talked about farm, we have sweet potato, we have cassava, we have corn, we have fire beans, and ground milk. Just You know, it, it, we're working in the 25 communities of the subdivision, that's what you should know. Fungong farm, it's actually running in 25 communities. Mm-hmm. So we go to the community at some sort of the kaizen, we, we're using the kaizen model of things like in Japan, where we just want each community to be specialized in a specific product. So we can actually produce it to a, a scale of you know up capacity of the community. So it's easy for us, get these farms in the 25 communities and let every community specialize in producing at least one of the commodities.
0: That, that that makes sense. So so you're not just trying to spread yourself too thin and, and yeah, that makes sense. And and I read that that you're, you're feeding is about 370 families a, a month. That's that's fantastic.
1: It, yeah, that, that's what I mean. When we see 378 families, that's huge. That's in the in a community of uh, in 25 communities mm. you know because in every community we've got a dedicated farm for specific products and there are families in that community living basically on what we yeah. so are doing <laughs> so
0: and your and your role henry as sort of gm are you are you involved on the ground Are you still farming um, or are you more management mm-hmm.
1: uh, on like hands on deck on the farming.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was just coming back from the farm, Wallace.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Grant. So you're still you're still involved on the ground. You're still...
1: still yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, if you need to transform some product, you need to ensure the quality of production. So you need to be down on the field, see what the people have been doing before. If I tell Wallace about my potato flash, you show the quality of potato I'm producing.
0: <laughs> well yeah, yeah absolutely
1: absolutely um,
0: what, I, I'm quite interested in, in cassava and the reason or cassava I should say the reason I am is it just doesn't grow here in the UK um, what what's involved in growing that when when are you when are you putting the seed in what or, or tuber I guess what how long is the production cycle of, of cassava when's harvest when is seeding
1: yeah, we we have we have a very good variety of uh, cassava. Obviously, we source it from the Institute of Research and Agricultural Development in ERAD, Cameroon. Yeah. So we have a memorandum of understanding with ERAD, and a lot of our seeds will be sourced from them under control, you know, quality control for some input, basically. So we have the species, the eighty thirty four species, eighty thirty four species. And that can take us uh, from six months, depending on how you want it. You can have it from the sixth month or the ninth month, between the sixth and the nine month. That's the life cycle for cassava. And uh, when we produce that... Yeah.
0: No, sorry. Continue on there, Henry. Sorry.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was just saying, when we produce that cassava, it has derivatives as well. So you don't just have the cassava flour, but you have the cassava leaves as well, which is vegetable. or delicious. So, so both <laughs> both are used, yeah. Both. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything is used, mm. and the stems are replanted for the next season.
0: Mm. I see. So, what, what do you just eat the leaves as leaves, or are they processed? sorry do, do you eat do you eat the leaves as leaves do you eat them as leaves themselves or do you process them into something else
1: no no no. we, we you simply just process it you could uh, grind it and uh, it just becomes a uh, vegetable you not just like soup yeah oh see
0: i didn't know that it's here i'm learning something <laughs> new learning something new Um, and uh, one thing that interested me uh, Henry was was i noticed that it's not just crops on the farm it's uh, you've got livestock as well uh, are you are you producing milk is there a dairy side to the farm as well
1: but well, no for, for, for the moment the dairy sector is not set up but we have that in plan for the future yeah. and uh, and yeah. uh, but what uh, we have now yeah with, with livestock we've got we've got pigs we've got goats and we have a donkeys that we use to transport where the area is so remote, you know. What well, donkey uh, can carry you two? One, one, two one. I
0: see. <laughs> I did have to ask this. I was like, "Are you, are you producing donkey meat? Is it donkey milk, or so they're used for transport? They're not. They're not eaten." I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. A-Plan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates, the UK over, and will give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or a fancy new and exciting diversification.
1: It's of new for transport for now. Got yeah. Because
0: I, I was watching that. I was you like, oh, never considered donkey meat before, but no, they're not used for that. That makes sense.
1: Okay. <laughs> like... The one went one I don't think of it that way. <laughs> well,
0: it's here. Yeah, everything's different. It's interesting. It's interesting. And uh, are the pigs, I take it the pigs
1: are for meat. Yeah. Yeah, the pigs are for meat. The pigs yeah. are for meat. No, excellent. Excellent. The
0: chicken. Oh, is there chickens as well? Do you use them for eggs or just, just the meat side?
1: Well, we, we, we actually we actually have a six site where we doing chicken for egg, and the site where chicken is for meat, yeah.
0: It's every, everything seems to be covered, like you've covered everything, you know, there's every crop's covered and you've got a specialist in each side, which I think is good. It's not just everyone having a go at it and seeing how it's going, you're actually sort of got someone that focuses on cassava, someone that focuses on wheat, so on and so forth, and the same same on the livestock side.
1: Um, did I notice you had bees? Are you producing honey? Yeah, we have honey. We actually have not honey's. I uh, two weeks ago, and right. now we have a plan of getting uh, three hundred hives on the on the palm plantation. You know, to to encourage pollination as well. The bees are really important. Yeah. Okay, excellent. What else do you you to, yeah? What else you you will be interesting for you to know. That our concept of farming here, it's actually doing with what we have at our local level. Yes, so we we basically we basically uh, do everything is interdependent, right? Like we will cultivate corn, we will have to feed the chicken or the pig, but the droppings and the dung, I actually do a cultivate maggots, the black soldier fly maggots. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that that I can fit the livestock, and then the the frail from the maggot is like manure for the garden. So it's a little bit of a sustainable agriculture. Except now, the demand is so high that we definitely need to move to second second generation agriculture with maybe uh tractors and yeah.
0: But that that's that's <laughs> good though though like that. I mean. You mentioned it's sort of built on food security. Uh, food security is actually—I've got a master's degree in food security. It's, it's something very of much interest to myself. Yeah. Obviously, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's 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 a cool topic. So, so the whole idea of that is, if you're based in Cameroon, why use resources that are in the states? Or if you're based in the UK, why use resources that are in Cameroon? You know, like it, it just goes against everything. So that's that that makes sense, and that's how it should be. Uh, and I think. i think i think some other countries should take from that and they should take a leaf out of that book and and learn from that um i think i hate the term developed nations but like countries like the states and that think they've got it all perfect when in actual fact that's not the case um you know i I spoke to someone i spoke to someone in zimbabwe quite recently and they, they spoke about biological and cultural control as well and and it's something that we talk about here, but I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, so yeah, I think that's great to hear. I think it's so important that the world takes that on board. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. So are, are you moving Are you moving at the minute into machinery or is there already machinery involved?
1: Yes, uh, that, that, well, that's, our, that's our biggest, I'll uh, uh, well, also a challenge, because I don't believe anything is difficult, it's just a challenge. Because we need to get the right people supporting our, our vision, and we have like we have a, a, a shipping partners in the, in the UK, where organisations who are interested in what we are doing, we we have Temengua shipping you could note that it's a shipping company in the UK, which is Wait. a partner to Fungum Farm. So things like gen, like gen said, things like tractors, we actually ship them through Temengua. That's what we're looking at now. We really need. Organizations interested in uh, what we are doing could help out in one way or another, especially with machinery for second generation. What I'm saying, we we struggled. We have put in place the processing plan, which is basically a, a miniature processing plan with stainless steel of course. But now the machinery is here, and we need to increase production to fit the machine and then get more product on the market, you know. That's that's where we find ourselves with the challenge. Yeah. And the, the, the trade side's
0: interesting. You said you were in the west highlands, didn't you? Is that what you yeah. said? Which is which is like, like West. Oh God, I'm really challenging my geography here, but West Brune is where the coast is, isn't it? Your coast is on the west,
1: yeah. All right. No, you we are actually the Western Highlands, which is away from the coast. The right. coast is Dwala. Yeah, the coast is the, the portal the port area of Douala, that's the coast. It is so
0: on the, way.
1: the western highway. Sorry.
0: No, it, it, just, just asking, is the coast on the west of Cameroon? Like southwest, I guess.
1: Yeah, the southwest. Yeah. The coast yeah. is at the southwest.
0: Okay. That means.
1: So you so you do yeah, yeah, a, a
0: bit. Sorry, on you go, sorry, sorry.
1: We are we are actually in the northwest of Cameroon. That's the the northwestern highlands. Yeah. Where we have savannah. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds lovely, first off. I mean, Savannah is well, from the things I've seen on the internet, for someone that's never traveled anywhere, it looks gorgeous. Uh, but the, I guess the troubles there is trade-wise, you know, you've got a fair distance to get to that boat, so on and so forth. Are you are you trading quite a bit within Cameroon and Think Nigeria. That will be near you. You'll be near Nigeria. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Are you trading with that sort
1: of area as well? Yeah, it's it's easy to trade from 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 our region to Nigeria. It's easy to trade. There's really huge demand for our products in Nigeria. But you know, the road network doesn't permit us actually get the product to the market easily. So we still sell. We 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 do mostly to feed the local communities. You know, like we talk about food security. We're just making it possible for the people to have the right food, the right quantity in, uh, you know, (laughs) right quality. Yeah, that's amazing. That's brilliant. And
0: and you're you're feeding. You know, it was it was about 370 families, which is phenomenal, by the way, fantastic. How how many people are are working at
1: Fungium Farms? How many people are working, yeah like uh people who I didn't get your question right, wanna.
0: so I mean it could be it could be people working in food production, people working in the bakery. How many folk are sort of involved in in getting that food out to the local areas
1: oh wait. As of now as of now in the twenty five communities we're counting seventy three employees seventy three people, yeah. 73 persons that are directly the focal point for Fungong farms in the that community.
0: That's amazing. That's brilliant. I, I, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because... Mm. No, sorry, continue. On
1: you go. On you go. And I was just saying, this 73 person. there are some that are volunteers and there's some that are actually staff that will pay, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what we want with the communities is uh, we, we we can give technical support, we can give some input support, and then we collect the produce and manage it properly. You know, what we're doing is just give a, an added value to the local product, you know, so yeah. No, brilliant, brilliant. And, uh, Henry,
0: tell us, tell us about Cameroon in general, you know, I, I don't know anything about Cameroon, apart, I'll be honest. Probably the 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 thing I know most about Cameroon is Samueletto, which I assume is quite common. <laughs> um, you know, watching him, a young Lionel Messi and an aged Ronaldinho playing together at Barcelona was quite something. But I, that that's not to do with farming. But uh, what well, what what's Cameroon like in general? Is is you know what's the politics like? Uh, what's it like to live there? That sort of thing.
1: All right, that's that's a good one. Uh... Cameroon. I will tell you about Cameroon. It's simple. It's Africa in Minito. You know everything you will find in Africa, you will find it in Cameroon. Okay. Talking about that will, will be simple. Like I was talking about the savanna. You have the savanna area. You have uh, the forest regions, and then you have the desert regions, like in the north. So you basically, have savanna. You have the forest. You have the desert, and then you have the coastlines in Cameroon. So. Cameroon just involves just everything you'll find in Africa, yes. And it's a, peace, it's a peaceful country, it's been peaceful for so long. It's true that, uh, well, we say the peace doesn't absolutely mean uh, the absence of fighting or so, but it's a peaceful country, except in recent years where there's been an uh, uh, upheaval of social political crisis, to say, because the English speaking, Regions of Cameroon, like where I come from, I'm actually in the Northwest region and the Southwest region, those are the two English speaking regions of Cameroon out of the 10 regions in Cameroon. So we have eight that speaks French and then we have two that speaks English. And that means two different cultures, you know? Yeah. And Yeah. So that's, that's some sort of a thing that has uh, brought instability within and a lot of people to displacing, and that's one thing that we're fighting for too, because with the, with the activities we're doing, it's just encouraging the young ones to know that they belong and then take up something rather than just looking at you know, political, uh, <laughs> which yeah, <laughs> which we we want we want to develop ourselves. Yeah, the political will too is lacking. I wouldn't say no, but the political will from our politicians, we see the will is not there to change the, life, the living standards of the people. Cameroon's got a lot of resources here. So well, if they were judiciously managed and actually managed the, the, the country like a, you know, a private enterprise is managed better than what a public enterprise would be, you know? Yeah, Cameroon is really a rich country. until you we work. I work on projects like with the mining iron ore in Balam, where Cameroon is ranked about the seventh in the reserve of iron ore. Yeah, and yeah, oh, so really? the project is, yeah. Oh, so Cameroon is just blessed. There's a lot of resources. I think, uh, yeah. And it, you've, you've obviously sort of got that. We just need to look at a better way of managing that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, you you cut out for a second there. Sorry for speaking over you there, Henry. But the, you, you've obviously got that sort of split of French speaking and English speaking. Is is the president one of them, or is is they are are they? I don't know if it's a he or a she. Both French and English speaking. Did
1: you, say, you ask about the president? Yeah, like, is, you know, you mentioned the sort of
0: split of French and English-speaking regions, eight French, two English. Um, is, is the president either one of those two or both?
1: That is the president one of those two or both?
0: Like, is, is, is the president English-speaking or French-speaking or both speaks both French and English? I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy. And enjoying another fantastic episode of the R Two Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry.
1: Yeah, he he speaks both French and French and English, but his French uh, origin, yeah, he, right, yeah, he's from the French, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And does does that cause does that cause problems? You know that you mentioned that sort of split and that sort of thing. And you've got to make sure that youngsters feel part of everything. But if, if you're in a region that's primarily French speaking, is is that difficult for an English speaker and vice versa?
1: Oh, well, it it, it, will, it will depend upon the sector of activity you're getting into, you know, it's. Um... I, well, the count has the count been so because of uh, you, you understand it's actually after the German rule that Cameroon had separate rule, the French side and the English side, which was Britain. and Britain was attached a little bit to Nigeria. So that's why we've uh, the English culture. And definitely over the times, I think there are plans on the way, or there's actually plans in place for uh, the, the English speaking regions. To have a better uh, management of their own activities. Like recently, they were actually given a special status. A special status were already spell on the constitution that the two regions will have, uh, well, other benefits that other ones have. They are minority, they have their culture, they have uh, their educational systems, and things. So, just to facilitate that, I think, yeah.
0: And you've, you've mentioned youngsters a couple of times. Is is agriculture, is, is farming taught in
1: schools? Is that a thing for youngsters? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good one, because that is what we were expecting the schools to be doing, you know, uh, not just uh, literature, literature. So that's why you will find out we also operate a vocational training center. Right. So our vocational training center is just to give the, the, the young ones the required skills for agriculture and let them know agriculture is not just a lifestyle, it's a business. You know. People, you know, yeah, yeah. So sometimes uh, in on the ages our, our parents will simply go to the farm because they know when you get up in the morning the next thing you have to do is go to the farm. But we're changing that one. If you're going to the farm, have a plan, a clear plan of why you're going to the farm and where you'll be when you come back from the farm. <laughs> and I will tell you, I will do three or four hours in the morning on the farm and I'll be back by 11, 12 and I can handle, like I'm talking with you now, Alan, <laughs> but I just came back from the farm. Yeah, but, but <laughs> that, all about so organization.
0: <laughs> that's that's such an important message because I think farming in general is sold on this lifestyle thing. And yeah, it is an enjoyable lifestyle for sure. But you've got to make income, you've got to make money. I think that's important that that's you know, and yeah. that's being pushed, if you wish. Um not here, Henry. It's been great fun. Great fun to learn about a different country, great fun to learn about farming in that country. And you're just so happy and positive. I love it. I could speak to you forever. Um be the pleasure.
1: Yeah, a, well, I love what I do. what more can you ask for? What more can
0: you ask for than loving what you do? That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. The, the, before, I like I like I like eating the, the food I produce. Mm. <laughs> e- I love food, eating food I produce. I produce.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, and it's um. You know, it's <clears throat> my mum and dad are quite like that. They they produce a lot of their own food. And there's something quite, you know, there's been emotion put into what's on your plate that, that, that's important. Um and, and you can see that. You can see that when you're talking. Um, there there's there's two there's two questions I ask everyone at the end of a podcast, Henry. Anyway. Um And the first one is where Where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself doing in five years' time? What is What is five year older Henry Bung's story?
1: (laughs) In five years, I think I will have as many farmers' friends, young ones, who actually been looking up and doing what we're doing now, so we can have a multiplier effect. Basically, Thanks. yeah. Thanks. So, and, yeah, that's so. Uh, it's actually sharing. Share. We 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 think it as a mission to share knowledge of processing <laughs> local products, and so you always have the food you had when you were small, but packaged and well. So I can even send you some to the UK. <laughs> yeah, I would never say, no.
0: never say no. Never say no.
1: And no, said,
0: no, and you go. Sorry, there's just a wee bit of a delay.
1: Yeah. Okay, now, like I was saying, we still have seven, five years, we, we must have moved to a second generation, some sort of agriculture, because we need to increase production. From uh, <laughs> like now, a lot of it we, we've been doing manual, so in the communities, we only get. Ourselves together and work as a team manually or uh, with small, uh, not small tools like small tillers, the the ground tillers, ogre drill rig. We have all that in place that we use for holes, for tilling and you know, all. But we want things like tractors for, like really increased production. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that that seems like the natural mm-hmm. next step. Um, yeah, and the, the other question I ask everyone, Henry, is if you had tips, if you had advice for people coming into farming, uh, especially in Cameroon, what would they be?
1: Advice for those who want to come into farming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, farming is a good thing, but it's not a, it's not a get rich quick, some sort of a thing, it's You're get again. And you now you, you go through it, you actually savour the moment in planning and enjoy just every piece of it. I not a get rich thing. No way. <laughs> no, it's definitely
0: not. It's definitely not. <laughs> but but rewarding. Yeah. I mean you, you show you know you, you clearly you said you love what you do and, and that that's clear. That that that's also important, you know. Um so yeah, no. I think I think it's not a get-rich quick scheme, is very true, but uh, it's a good lifestyle as well. Now you've got to balance the two, as we've said, but no, very good. Um no, listen, Henry, as <laughs> I said, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. It's been a pleasure to chat.
1: Um what was that sorry? <laughs> I mean we're more pleased to have to talk to you. We're more pleased. oh
0: how kind how kind thank you and here if i'm ever if i'm ever in cameroon um, i don't know why that would just happen i'm sure there'd be a reason i'd be in cameroon Um, i will have to get sorry
1: you you're coming to cameroon
0: no i'm saying if, if i ever am in cameroon i'll have to come and see see what you guys are doing come and say hello and meet you in person
1: Oh, that would be, that would be awesome else? Well, you wouldn't imagine that, that would really be awesome. We, we, we are really into it, and we live in those stones sometimes. Just trying to develop all the local products. Like every little thing that's been cultivated at the local level, we're trying to add value to that product. All we do, we just pick it and try to see as much as we can add value. Someone might be comfortable just producing this crop, so but we just want to encourage that and add value. Mexico.
0: excellent and I hear that I hear the, the cockroach getting angry Um it's uh yeah no brilliant. it's been an absolute pleasure Henry appreciate your time and um, for those of you still listening uh, if you're enjoying the R2 cast next week we have another episode as I said earlier with Thorfinn Armstrong Thorfinn will be talking um, about sort of how you can maybe find some extra money into research and development for your business maybe free up some money and I'll, I'll offer a link for you there to, to speak to Thorfinn if you're interested um, but yeah, thank you very much to Henry today thank you Henry, I hope you've enjoyed yourself I hope it's been good fun for you
1: Yeah, I did I really did, well thank you I think I enjoyed myself Enjoy talking with you sir
0: no, Absolute pleasure okay. absolute pleasure. and for those of you listening, check out Fundrum Farms, that's F-U-N-G-O-M <laughs> on twitter great posts on there talking about food security what they're doing and just a lot of what henry's went over today and we shall see you next week for r2cast number 94 very close to that 100th episode now see you then i hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the r2cast i just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more aplan rural if you follow A-Plan on social media you'll see the work they're doing to really promote british farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside A-Plan Rural so far, and long may it continue. The values of A-Plan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen, and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at A-Plan Rural, and on Facebook at A-Plan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.